On behalf of our six-dimensional video game playing Second Life overlords who are playing us <laughs> while sitting in their underpants covered in Cheeto dust, uh, I hope they're enjoying themselves. Um, I can't report either way. I have no idea. And they are laughing now at the conundrum. <laughs> we are even... Look at these podcasters I found. This is hilarious. Fools. <laughs> Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Philip. Um, greetings from the simulation. I don't know. I have a feeling I've said good morning, Matt, before, but I'm not sure. Uh, well, that is the beauty of it. If, that, um, if you're saying that is the result of rules in the universe, uh, then it could be a simulation or it could be we just live in a universe where you don't have free choice. Oh! <laughs> Happens to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of free choice, thank you for mm -hmm. making the choice to listen to our show. Boom! Segue. That's <laughs> very elegant. That? I was very pro until I commented on it. Until you lampshaded it. <laughs> so yeah. lampshade. That's very good. Um, so uh, welcome, listeners. Welcome, listener. Uh, all of you. Um, we. Uh, I want to put out a big thank you to everyone who's been. Uh, tweeting us or emailing us, telling us they're enjoying the show. Um, big shout out uh, to Gary, one of our newest listeners who just tweeted to all his followers about how much he loves um, the show. And uh, his Twitter profile says he's uh, um, an engineer living uh, from South Africa, living in Dubai, and telling his friends about our show, which is recorded in New York. It is now being listened to by you, wherever you are in this vast simulation we live in. Yeah. Welcome to the 21st century. Yes. And uh, we record this in the morning. And so uh, I, don't, I can't speak for you, Matt, but I'm, I'm always a little bit slow. I'm like, I'm like an old lawnmower trying to get started. <laughs> <laughs> we have to pull on your cord a number of times. Yeah. But. But I, in my mind, in my mind, I am actually so efficient in the morning that I can jump onto the computer precisely at our recording time of 9 a.m. And I'm like Han Solo with Chewy, my, my cat. We'll call her Chewy for this, <laughs> this story. Um, I can hop in the chair and just click, 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 pop, pop, tap, tap, and fire up the MacBook Falcon. Um, but in, in, in reality, I guess maybe I am like that, but then I'm like the, uh, time I think in Empire Strikes Back where they thought they were about to go into hyperspace and it just broke yeah, down. It just kind of runs down. Yeah. 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 Um, if they were making that movie now, <laughs> they would have to be like, uh, would you like to update? <laughs> <laughs> beginning Millennium Falcon update process. Right. <laughs> Please do not turn off the hyperdrive. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, and no spoilers about Solo, but man, it's a great movie, and there's a fun story about the inner yeah, about of, why the hyperdrive is cranky. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, the innards of the falcon. So uh, we are continuing from a previous episode, which you do not have to have listened to. It is possible, as we'll get into in a moment, that you have listened to it, even though you aren't listening until tomorrow or next month or next year after you've listened to this. In other words, your future may be determined. It is your destiny. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, but it just so happens that uh, if you did go back and listen to our previous episode, the one right before this, we, uh, we asked, what the if? We are living in a simulation. And uh, just a quick, uh, what's the background of what the if? What does that mean? Why do we say what? What is it we do here? What do we do? What do we do? Yeah, so we decide to change something about our universe um, and then wonder what implications that might have. And then we get upset about it. Yes. (laughs) As if it was just foisted on us. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody kicked in the door and said, you're all living in a simulation now. Like we were all fine and happy. And then we discovered that our past selves had suddenly done something that affected us in the present in which the universe is screwed up because a couple of podcasters just on a whim. That's right. Well, I think we've probably all been angry at our past selves at some point. Right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So um, what the if, yes, what the if we're living in a simulation? And uh, this is a very contemporary idea, I must note. I mean, people have been talking about it for a while, but I feel like it's still hot. Like Elon Musk. Oh yeah, I think hotter because nowadays we we encounter simulations day in and day out, right? So yeah, if you if you play World of Warcraft or watch The Matrix, right? These things are around all the time. I just totally dated myself by making like two '90s references, didn't I? <laughs> I wasn't good. World of Warcraft. I was now see. I I was still thinking. Well, that's still that's totally contemporary. And yeah, the Matrix, yeah, yes, but you know. Um, um, but I should say it's an old idea too. I mean, Descartes didn't have ah. the language for it back in 1632. So instead, he said, you know, imagine that uh, my mind is being held captive by a demon who feeds into my mind all the impressions as though there was a world around me. Um, he's Ooh. essentially describing a Matrix style simulation. Right. Right. He's imagining his brain has been hacked. Precisely, and 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 that's what it comes down to: is like, can you trust your own senses? Uh, that would be one part of it, right? So, because that's a question you can ask even if you're not worried about a simulation, right? Uh, but if we're in a simulation, then everything that comes in through your senses is engineered to look a particular way. Um, and that might, so this, is, this is Descartes' concern, is what, why should you uh, continue to live your life as though reality is real? If it's possible, it's not. Right, but then, of course, if you become, what was it, 16th century? Is that Descartes? Uh, 17th. 17th century. If you mm-hmm. become a 17th century slacker at that point, yeah. of just like, ah, um, you still don't win because it's like, well, in the simulation or in the destiny which has been laid out for you, you became a slacker. You had this revel- revelation and then you became a slacker. Yeah, so that's, that's I think, often the, the conclusion of, of these ponderings, yeah. is yeah. if we're in a simulation that's so perfect 
that we can't tell it's a simulation, then there's no point in acknowledging it being a simulation, and you should just live your life as though it's real. Right, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, again, like in The Matrix, I think you can make a good case that um, there's no reason to liberate people from the simulation because the real world is far worse than the simulated one. Yes. I can't remember what the full real world is, but uh, I think it's okay. So, spoiler alert for mm -hmm. an old, mov old movie that's still a, a great movie, I imagine. Um, but, uh, well, let's see. I won't go full spoiler. Let's just say that the people are being used. They don't have their freedom. Right. Yeah. So, that's the, uh, that's, that's the metaphysical point that um, the, the story turns on, is that even yeah. if you don't know you're a slave, uh, you should still be upset about it. Right, like, uh, interesting point. Would you rather be free and live in a post-apocalyptic hellscape, <laughs> or would you rather be a slave and live in an idealized... Uh, yeah, and this actually, this is um, a, a point they they make in passing in The Matrix, is that in, in the story, uh, uh, it contended that the current Matrix that Keanu Reeves is living in is not the first one but the earlier right. ones were supposed to be like paradise right they were perfect and everything was great ah. uh, but that humans wouldn't accept that that didn't seem real ah. if everything was good so it had to have a certain amount of uh crumminess then um being jewish being jewish i can say that then those early humans must have been those previous versions must have been jewish people because uh, you know, if we don't, if 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 I won't speak for all Jews, this one time. <laughs> but you know, if I don't have something well, to whine about, so, what all am right, I so do? now let's let's imagine that uh, yeah, the the Maccabees set up a simulation. Oh, okay, cool. So it's an all Jewish simulation. Yes. Um, and let's assume they keep the programmers keep kosher. So in their simulation, there's just no nothing trade okay pigs do not exist no pork there's no shellfish oh right it doesn't yes it doesn't exist you can it's eat just not there at all right so it's not forbidden they're right. just like uh, we're just not going to put it in right if if pork is bad there's just no pork right right so uh so now imagine you're one of the people inside that simulation right you don't know it's a simulation right um could you infer the Levitical laws from the things that are missing from your simulation? No, no, it'd be impossible because you don't right. even know what those forbidden things are. You never, that's right. You've never conceived of a pig, right? right. You've, you've never, it never, it's a, you literally live in a universe where it's impossible to wear two kinds of cloth at the same time. Is that right? Yeah, I, I don't know exactly how that would work. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying that at that time, it's, you know, they were so primitive. That <laughs> oh, no, that's one of the Levitical laws. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, that's a law. You can't wear two kinds of clothes. Oh, yeah. Leviticus is full of all sorts of exciting things. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, nowadays, we like to pick and choose the, the fun things to have forbidden. But Right. Stuff, yeah. So this is fascinating. So, so the... Now, this gets to a deeper, darker point, um, mm -hmm. which is, uh, you know, people would say that, well, clearly, 
if this is a simulation, it's a very cruel simulation. Because uh, yep, okay. Because pe- there are plenty of people who are allowed to make bad choices, and they go and they do bad things, and they do terrible things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that might be. Uh, so again, as we were talking about last time, this feeds back into classic mm-hmm. theological questions. Uh, so if you think the universe is created by God, and that God is good and all knowing and all powerful, why do crappy things happen? Uh, and that turns out to be kind of a challenging question to answer. But if you live in a simulation and crappy things happen to you, what what kind of answers might you give for that? So it might be that, as you say, the programmers are cruel, right? They're yeah. just mean. They want to see bad things happen to us. Yeah. Um, it might be that they don't care. They've set up a certain set of rules without thinking about our experiences at all. Right. And our suffering is just a side effect of that. Right? Well, in fact, in their eyes, we are artificial anyway. We are just characters in their video game, perhaps. Yeah, it's no big deal, right? So right. when you're playing Minecraft, you don't, well, maybe you do feel bad when you chop down the zombie, um, <laughs> but you probably don't. Right? If you do, you are weak. <laughs> yeah, and it's not that you hate zombies. You just don't care about that at all. Exactly. That's not a category of explanation for you, That's that, right. you that you think about. That's right. right. That's right. Um, and on this, in this vein of uh, what it would be like if you were actually alive in a video, if the characters in the video game were alive, Black Mirror, the TV show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, if it's on Netflix, is it a TV show? <laughs> is it a show? <laughs> it is yeah. some, uh, this program um, that comes in bits, which you binge like potato chips. Um, <laughs> Anyway, Black Mirror, the, the one of the most incredible science fiction programs around, uh, as a f- the first episode, I think, of their latest season, just season four. Oh, I is think. that the McAllister you're thinking? Of? Yes, like a Star yeah. Trek game, mm-hmm. and um, you know the captain uh, can do whatever he wants to the char- to his crew, and he's the guy who's playing the game is kind of mean. And, and uh, that's not giving anything away. That's yeah, beginning. and that's that's an interesting example because uh, the the way that story, and I should say, I heartily recommend that episode. It is a very good one. Yeah, um, is uh, the characters have to communicate with people outside the simulation to understand that they're in the simulation. Right. Well, right. actually, so actually, the, I think it's it's even um, again spoiler alert here, but like they remember their original lives. Oh, is that it? I, I think. Well, that, yeah. and and then the communication is, is part of it later on. They have to coordinate with the people on the outside. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah okay. and that team up. Um, anyway, every single layer of that episode is like full of <laughs> is fascinating metaphors. Yeah. It's very deep. Um, not to mention, it goes into gamer great gamer gate and sexism and and all kinds of horrible things. So, um, yes, the question is 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 of the of the why do bad simulations happen to good people? <laughs> uh, and part of it might be entertaining, right? If there's if nothing challenging or exciting ever happens in your simulation, then it's kind of dull. Right. Now, actually, it's interesting. If it is, if we are living in a video game, um, the hero characters, the, you know, for instance, if we live in a first-person game, Mm-hmm. Um, God forbid a first person shooter. Um, uh, yeah. The hero 
so-called, the main character, uh, is not in the game as far as we know, because we would, unless I, <laughs> unless he's played it, and, I, and it is going to be a he, and he's going to be of a certain age. Uh, <laughs> um, he, and, you know, he, all he has to do is mess up once, and he dies, he would respawn. We haven't seen anyone respawn. Uh, well, Jesus, I suppose. We are in Jesus's video game. <laughs> world, uh, world of Canaan. Or <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we're we're waiting for him to come back because we know there's a certain spawn period. Um, right. Yeah. And there are campers waiting in Jerusalem for him. And and the true story is that uh, he's actually this is this is a video game, but it's like a really old school arcade game. And he ran out of change, and he's now running all over. Bethlehem or wherever, trying to get change for a twenty, <laughs> uh, and that's actually. And there's so there's that that would tell us something important about the simulation that the simulation continues to run even when the player is connected, right? A okay, been for a couple of thousand years, right? A okay, and away from, from a programming perspective, yeah. that's that's really inefficient, right? It's wasting a lot of time and computer cycles. On the other hand, uh, if nothing changed before he respawned, then that's kind of a boring game. Right. 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 Um, so one of my favorite simulation games is uh, Dwarf Fortress. Oh, I don't know that. Which I can only recommend if you have a very specific kind of brain damage. Um, <laughs> Dwarf Fortress. Now Dwarf in the Fortress. App Store. Um, yeah, it is one of the... It is, it's... Um, its goal is essentially to, so you you control a bunch of dwarves and they build a fortress and you try to keep them alive and so on. Cool. But those uh, your fortress uh, exists in a whole world uh-huh. full of entities, things, and political machinations and wars and you know, poetry contests. All of this stuff happens <laughs> in the background of the game. Wow. And for the most part you can't access any of this. It's only occasionally like uh, a visitor will wander into your fortress and tell you about things that have happened. Right. Um, but the, the goal is essentially to simulate this entire kind of token-esque world uh, in which you as a player can wander around and sort of watch everything that happens around you. Um, and the level of detail in the simulation is sounding like the, the dwarves have emotions and friends and they have bad memories and they're happy when they sing and then sad when they don't eat their favorite food. Um, it's, and they have uh, a favorite food, not just a food, but a favorite food. That's right. Yeah. They have favorite foods and yeah. they're happier when they, when they eat those favorite foods. Yeah. Um, uh, and so this is a, a classic. It's the one of the reasons the game is so fun is that it's a pure simulation in the sense that it's just a set of rules about how the world operates, and then that's it. Like there's no there's no story to the game. Um, you just kind of inhabit it and see the weird things that happen. Oh, so well, so the only goal is keep them alive, and I guess keep them as happy as possible. That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, and you get these strange intersections. So, for instance, there's cats in the game, uh-huh. and uh, the cats do cat things. They wander around, and they catch uh, mice, um, and they give themselves a bath, <laughs> and that's all fine. 
Um, but then uh, during one of the, the updates, it was added that dwarves could spill their beer. Okay. And this is important because when the cats walk across the floor where there is spilled beer, they get beer on their paws. And since they're cats, they lick their paws and then they get drunk. So because the, the whole the, the metabolism of the cats is simulated and the rules of the world say when alcohol comes into the body. Right. This happens to you. Oh my God, that's so hilarious. When people started playing this this new update, all the cats are drunk and nobody could figure out what's going on. Uh, and then somebody manages to reconstruct it and they're like, oh yeah, that's just a consequence of the rules of the world. It's not that the programmer wanted to have drunk cats. It's just uh, that the simulation was so exact that you get these strange effects. So the programmers didn't know that would happen. Exactly. That is amazing. Yeah. I never heard that. It, you know, that's interesting. It would, it would be interesting to, uh, uh, to look up. I'm sure there's interviews with, um, of course, I'm forgetting his name, Will, um, Will Wright, I believe is his name, the creator of The Sims oh, and yeah. Sim City right. and all that. And I'm mm -hmm. sure there are things where he was just like, oh, then this happened. And this happened that I didn't know. So, yeah. if, so if our world is like Dwarf Fortress, yeah. right? so we look around and we're like, why do terrible things happen to us? Why does Justin Bieber's music exist? <laughs> Smash. And, and we want... And we want a reason for that, an explanation, right? To say, surely some, whoever put together our universe knew this was going to happen yep. um, and made a decision about that. Yep. But it's also entirely possible that Justin Bieber is just a side effect of a whole bunch of other rules, right? There were a set of rules for creating Canadians. There were a set of rules <laughs> for uh, creating recordable music. And they just happened to intersect in this weird way. Right, right, right. Okay, so this this leads to an interesting thing, which is um, one thing you're pointing out is that uh, the notion that the creator need not know. Actually, not only does the creator of the simulation not need to know what's going to happen, the whole point of it is because they don't they they need they want to see what happens, whether it's for educational purposes or sadistic entertainment <laughs> right like like you know when reality tv came it's funny because you, you talked about how as different things get created we then have a new metaphor for the way the world works right so right. uh that mm -hmm. descartes didn't have computer simulation games so he didn't really think in this way uh when they had clock you mentioned in the last episode when clocks came around and everything was made of gears and machinery people started to imagine well maybe the whole universe works like a clockwork mechanism and uh then we got reality tv and it became pretty clear that if we live in anything we live inside like a reality tv uh thing where the difference between reality tv let's say in a video game is that uh, let's toss out the notion that a lot of it is made up, mm -hmm. uh, but but sort of the idea that you, you put these characters together like Big Brother or whatever, you put them in the house and watch what happens is that those were real people. They exist full. I guess the the entities, the people, the characters are fully existing and all that sort of stuff. And then they are put into the artificial environment. So they came from the real world and then they were put inside the simulation. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So just mm -hmm. like the Matrix too, I think the idea was that these were normal people. There was a normal world. 
and they wound up here in this bizarre mm-hmm. thing, um, yeah. as opposed to being created from scratch as a simulation. Like uh, right, those how, are yeah, those are very different considerations. Yeah, right, right. How deep? Um, in fact, the the first one the, that one uh, where people are brought into the simulation that's more like not even so much simulation as just a psychological experiment. <laughs> right, that's the most disturbing possibility. Uh, yeah, and you can certainly imagine that that would be an easier simulation to detect. So if somebody takes oh. my brain and downloads me into the Leviticus simulation that uh-huh. we were talking about before, right? then I say, where is my bacon cheeseburger? Yes. <laughs> and the people around me say, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Uh, and I try to describe a pig and they don't know what I mean. Right. So I know there's something wrong there. Whether or not I'm willing to say reality is wrong or if i just think that i imagined big burgers right. it'd be like a twi- right. like a, a twilight zone twilight yeah. zone episode where the character mm-hmm. first thinks they're right and then the world doesn't respond at all and so they if they're the only one who have these thoughts they begin to think they're crazy uh, close yep. encounters similar mm-hmm. uh, a number of movies like that so uh now if I'm, I'm most intrigued by the idea that we are the fully artificial simulation mm-hmm. and that the universe itself and everything in it is part of that simulation. That kind of seems to me to be the only explanation that would still hold up given our current level of science and observation and things like that. Like the whole thing, in other words, it's possible that there are flaws uh, like the one you're talking about, but we don't really see that um, mm-hmm. unless, unless you know, a number of the, you know, some babbling um, person is right. <laughs> yeah, unless the crazy guy in the park is right. Exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. exactly. Um, which, in stories, they often turn out to be. Oh, that's true. That that makes for a good story. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, most Twilight Zone episodes, basically, it's the same story. Um, Now, one of the strangest things is that there would be code that runs this simulation, we assume. Mm -hmm. And in other words, there has to be something keeping track of everything. That would be like an incredible apparatus. Right. And so would it be easier if that if if it was a hot, someone in a higher dimension running us for instance they would then be as I was as I'm reading now in the mm-hmm. I believe the final book of the uh three body problem uh right. in, in the I've gotten up to a part where they these guys can go into the fourth dimension. Mm-hmm. And what happens is they can see everything right. in our world inside every inside the inside the inside down to like they mentioned looking at a coffee cup or something and they can see into the molecules of the cup mm-hmm. yeah so dimensionality is a good solution to um the problems of running an accurate simulation right so uh you know we live in a universe that has three dimensions of space and one of time so if I'm doing, say, a scientific simulation, I want to see what happens in a particular scenario, uh, that takes a lot of computing power. 
So if I reduce that to two dimensions, base and one at a time, then the calculations I have to do are enormously easier. So this mm. beca- and then if I reduce it to one dimension at the base, then it's really easy. Right. Uh, so this is the st- so the first generation of simulations are all one dimensional things. So like 1950s, 1960s uh. computer simulations. Uh, because doing it in three dimensions is absurdly difficult. And even today, you'll often run things in, in two dimensions instead of three. Right. So, what would the uh, one dimension, like I, I can, a, a two dimensional thing is just like a video screen. And, but, right. uh, yeah, Pong. What, what is one dimensional? One dimensional is, um, uh, it's Pong where the cursor just goes straight back and forth. And the simulation is? And the simulation would be something like um, uh, each pixel along that single line i don't know has a different resistance to the oh okay the ball going back and forth so you check to see how long it takes to to stop or something like that i see or or it's like the game of life uh but in on one line instead of yeah that's right so it's not going to be a very interesting game but (laughs) right 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 uh because you know the start and end points but the question is sort of when and how and Right. Uh, so if we were, if our universe is a simulation, I would be more inclined to believe that the folks that made it were, uh, say, six-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. let's bump them up just, too. Yeah, because that just this helps solve the problem of how could you ever have a computer that could run our entire universe? And you're like, well, if it's if it's got six dimensions worth of memory, then it's a lot easier. Right, its power over the three-dimensional universe is mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. Um, now, they pe- people talk about um, uh, that one thing is the two-dimensional, in, in Flatland, in the two-dimensional world, uh, one thing a ant or Flatland character could use to figure out that, they, that there is a third dimension around them mm-hmm that they're unable to access, but is that the sh- sh- there could be a shadow of something, a shadow of a three-dimensional object is a two-dimensional thing. Right, and it would behave in strange ways. Yeah. Right. Is there, have we ever seen any, or it, is it imaginable for us to see the shadow of a fourth, fifth, uh, shadow of some higher dimensional thing? Yeah, I mean, one thing you would watch for is... Um, things apparently popping in and out of existence without explanation. Right, right, right. So, right, when right, I, right. so, so the ant is on the piece of paper, and I step on the piece of paper, not on the ant, but next to the ant. Right. Um, from the ant's point of view, my foot just suddenly appeared. Right. And then when I lift up my foot, it disappears again. So there would be the equivalent of that for us, um, which would probably be, you know, a, a higher dimensional car will suddenly poof into existence as it intersects with our dimensions. Right. And then poof out again. Um, so that could be the the simulationists um, adding something to the simulation, a glitch in the matrix, as they say. Right. I mean, if we were like a chessboard and there were Monty Python-esque hands, yes. uh, and they wouldn't be coming down from the sky necessarily. They would just appear over your head and pick you up mm-hmm. and move you. Um then we'd know. And if we grew up in that world, I think we'd all, we still might not even think that's a simulation, right? Yeah, and one of the things we do with simulations, like I was saying with Dwarf Fortress, is we update them on a regular basis. Oh, right. Right? You add more code. So, uh, 
you know, all of a sudden something becomes possible in the universe in a way that it was not before. You know, there were no cats. Now there are cats. Right, right, right. Um, again, reminds me again of that awesome movie, Dark City, where mm -hmm. um, at night aliens move everything around. Yeah. <laughs> and they change your, they take you from a working class person to a, a rich person in a new house and but when you wake up that's all you know that you've always been this thing uh and i'm reminded that in these stories usually the thing that cracks the illusion is that some the main character uh usually Naturally. and this is true of westworld as well uh the main character begins to remember things from previous runs of the simulation right yeah you've got um seal beach and uh Dark City, Seal Beach, Shell Beach, Seal Beach. Oh, she, yeah, I Shell, can't remember precisely Shell. what, but yeah, yeah it was some kind of Like a Coney thing. Island. Um, and sometimes, you know, that does happen with our simulations, right? They update World of Warcraft, and you've got a magic sword from a previous version. Right, um, right. And so the simulationists might make the effort to delete that sword and replace it with one that's compatible with the current version, or they might forget or not care. Yeah. Um, and then you've got a thing that sort of breaks the laws of reality. Um. Right. And so we are, again, we are completely unaware of the updates. So if they have happened, right. we are like so unaware that it could very well be that yesterday, I don't know, everything was different. Completely, like it could be completely different. But if it was just exactly, an update, right. like, like what it, it would depend on whether it's one of those 10.1.2.3 updates, yep. <laughs> where the notes, the, the the notes of the about the update are simply um, bug fixes and security enhancements. Right. Yeah. Kerning fixed on font. That's and right. Textbooks. Right. Yeah. Like that, that yesterday the kerning in all fonts might have been horrific. <laughs> <laughs> As horrifying as that, that sounds. That's right. Um, or it might be that yesterday's update was the pants update, and it used to be that there were no pants. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when they added pants, they included memories of wearing pants right. as well. Yeah. This is Earth OS 25. We call it pants. Pants. <laughs> <laughs> We call it modesty. Yeah, and the crazy guy running out in the park without pants uh, did not install the update. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, and there are always a few people who just never update. <laughs> just stuck on the same thing, and then and then and then the, of course is you know taking this metaphor even further and further. Does our simulation have? Not only bugs in it, uh, you know, mistakes or uh, unintended consequences in the original programming, but viruses. Uh, yes. <laughs> actually, I just, okay, so if, I don't know why I never thought of this scenario before, but it's obvious, I think. We might, you know, take the video game analogy all the way. We wouldn't be just one, we wouldn't be just the game and a, we wouldn't be a one player game. And that's the problem. Mm -hmm. There are multiple players trying to kill each other, which is usually what happens in the games, right? They're trying to win somehow. 
and we are so we are like it, it is like in a way if we were a chessboard much more benign um, scenario but uh you know we aren't just the white players or the black players we are all the players and the earth is the board or our universe is the board and they're forcing us to or you know what we'd be like is that that uh going back to the millennium falcon that hologram chess game that yep. chewbacca plays uh, and gets very upset about <laughs> if you if you don't let him win let the wookie win if you learn anything from this episode let the wookie win and um there's people playing the game right and then those so those animals in that game don't know anything they just know that they're supposed to eat the other one but in fact mm -hmm. these are two players so if you look at nature for instance um our cat will chase birds it could be that one of the players is playing cats and the other is playing birds right yeah they're playing each other uh, yeah, that's right. And in a sufficiently advanced simulation, you not might not be able to tell. I mean, that's the goal of you know developing AI for multiplayer games. Right. Um, is uh, eventually you, you can't tell that the the computer players should be just as good as the human players. Right. And then and then if you add up the number of players, that brings you back to that idea, the, the disturbing idea that well, maybe you are simply being you represent someone in the sixth dimension. You, you know, you're their avatar, <laughs> yes. right? And everyone, every not only everyone, but everything, right? Because certainly, just like you mentioned, World of Warcraft, in Warcraft uh, and, and in all those fantasy games, you know, you don't play just humans. You could be all kinds of, uh, you could be an animal, you could be a magical creature. And uh, so somebody could be playing in other words, this we could be living in second life. Uh, as long as that's right, and this we're talking about if um, uh, if you're if you emerge from within the simulation, it's very hard to know where those seams are. Right, even to the point where, when in like in in Second Life, uh, when the character when the player goes away, a okay away from keyboard. Mm -hmm. um, or they log out, for instance, your avatar doesn't, uh, it, it just disappears from the game. Right. It does not stay there. Right. You're not an NPG, non-player character, <laughs> who gets to stay, and um, they're just sort of, those are the mindless zombies that keep wandering around. So um, I was hoping, actually, in this episode to figure out a way to hack this simulation that we're in or figure out, you know, figure if we are in a simulation, how do we hack it and reveal the seams? As mm -hmm. you said, find the code, find the machinery underneath. Um, but instead what happened was the simulation just grew in complexity. Like, <laughs> like playing a game of chess against yourself. You know, we just said, okay, well, well, if, if we're the programmers and we want to <laughs> really mess with these people's minds, um, we would do this, and yeah, there's absolutely no way to know. And then you'd have to. You, so here, here's what you have to come back to. Like you said, you got to not give a damn. That's that's the answer. Don't um, worry. Yeah. Don't sweat okay. the big stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because when we say 
how could we know we were living in a simulation? It's probably the case that the question we really want to answer is, what would we do different if we knew we were living in a simulation? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, and I think the answer has come down to, if you can hack it, then that's a really important thing to know. If there's nothing you can do about the simulation, then there's very little value in knowing that. Right, right exactly. Um, and uh, if you pass a phone booth at all these days, something's odd. If the phone is ringing, that's extremely odd. It's your choice. Will you mm -hmm. answer it and be snapped out of the simulation, the matrix you're living in? Or will you say, you know what, I'm not going to take that call. And given the way people, you know, are making less and less phone, accepting less and less phone calls, <laughs> let alone making is one thing, but nobody accepts the calls. Um, I think we're doing okay, and that, that there's not going to be a revolution that messes up our simulation. Actually, there's the la there's where I'll leave it. What if there's somebody who is messing up the simulation, and you don't want that to happen? What happens to the rebel who tries to mess with the world? Hero or villain? Yeah, that's right, depending on your point of view. That's right. That's right. Well, um, on behalf of our six-dimensional video game playing Second Life overlords who are playing us <laughs> while sitting in their underpants covered in Cheeto dust, uh, I hope they're enjoying themselves. Um, I can't report either way. I have no idea. And they are laughing now at the conundrum. <laughs> we are even... Look at these podcasters I found. This is hilarious. Fools. <laughs> I knew that podcast update was... <laughs> that podcast module was going to reveal all kinds of hilarious things among these silly humans. And why they have these accents, I don't know. But I think in the sixth dimension, they yeah, do they, talk. Yeah, they must. Yeah. They, they do talk, like, very haughty. So, um, dear listeners, thank you. I, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you didn't find this too disturbing. I could just say, uh, be grateful for... Not knowing everything. I mean, yeah, that's right. Actually, then that that would be my answer uh, to your question of what would you do differently. I think it's it's not even maybe a matter of doing differently. It's just it'd be cool to know. It'd be cool to have the choice. Or anyway, it would just be fascinating. So, from the curious mindset, that that's what I would do differently. Um, Oh, of course, what we would all do is we would all just jump, want to join in the game. <laughs> That's what would <laughs> happen. We'd all be fighting over the joysticks. So thank you, listeners. Thank you, listener, for listening. And I hope you enjoyed our latest episode. Uh, email us with what you thought. Email us with ideas for other crazy things we can do to the universe and then see what happened. Yep, travel through that. Us. Yes, travel through that modified strange world. Be an ifer. Um, and uh, email us at feedback at whattheif.com ideas, comments praise, all that um, feedback at whattheif.com go to our website whattheif.com whattheif.com is where you can subscribe by the way if you, that's an easy way for you to do just go there, click the subscribe button and you'll see all the different options People, it's interesting, people are always asking me Oh, I don't have Apple Podcasts. I have Podcatcher or Stitcher. Mm -hmm. Things I never even heard of. Castro. Um, 
I, I've tried to maintain that list uh, on the subscribe page for more and more. If there's one thing you use and you're not seeing it there, let me know. Feedback at whatthev.com. You can email me. Also, there's a contact page there. You can just write us directly on the site. Um, you can also watch all the previous episodes. And uh, here's something that, you know some people do. You can learn about uh, Matt and I. Mm. Three-dimensional. At least the bio that the game designers put in there for us on this planet. Read that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. A lot of you follow us on Twitter, which is amazing. And that seems to be one of the main ways people are communicating. So please follow us at What The If Show. All one word, at What The If Show. I post all kinds of fun things there. Um, science news, oddities, pictures, all that kind of stuff. Um, we discuss our shows. People send comments. That's all kind of fun. Matt, thank you. Certainly. You run a good simulator. You are a fine dungeon master, sir. <laughs> <laughs> is amongst my skill set. Yes, yes. The dice always come up right when you play with Matt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, again, remember to subscribe on iTunes. Also, one quick shout out to the Unemployed Philosophers Guild. Uh, makers of fine, funny toys for smart, funny people philosophersguild.com they're sort of our sponsor they they gave us an enormous treasure trove of puppets finger puppets what yes finger puppets of scientists and science fiction characters and uh, for those of you who become ifers send us an idea if we use your idea you get a finger puppet um john c george uh just a few weeks ago um sent in an idea that became a two-part episode so he gets two finger puppets Two finger puppets, one for each hand. It, that makes you a master iffer. And huh? boy, I don't know who it's going to be, but the first person that collects 10 finger puppets, they will Something become happens. the seventh dimensional overlord of all. We have no idea what's going to happen next week. Um, we will just have to wait and see what our um, players uh, decide to do with us avatars. But until then, I, I hope you have a good simulation. I hope you, you know, I hope things go well for you. I hope you rack up a lot of health and a lot yeah. of wealth and a lot mm -hmm. of happiness and that you do get to eat your favorite food. And uh, if your cat, you know, wipe up that beer if you spill it because... Because <laughs> otherwise your cat will be drunk. Yep. Gonna have drunk cats. And then if that were to happen, we would all join together and scream together, what? The... the if, 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 if. If. Bye now.